Hey y'all, can you hear the rain outside? It's like one of my favorite days. It's so gray, <laughs> it's so dark. The sun is nowhere to be seen. It's rainy, you kind of just want to stay inside and cuddle up with a good book and just chill. Maybe some tea, a little bit of Krungbin playing in the background, you know, like those smooth vibes. It's a very smooth feeling day. And even though, even though it's such a gray day, you can feel spring is here. It's undeniable, this shit's so palpable. You can just, it's in the air, it's in the electricity of the day. Like you just, you know. I think that's why a lot of people, like gray days like this for a lot of people are very much more so tolerable than any other time of the year. Cause it's like, eh, a little bit of rain, it's fine. It'll be sunny soon, you know? And I think that's the mentality that we have to keep throughout this Taurus season. Taurus season, it's, it's hard for a lot of people because you don't realize that patience is an act. And bulls, if anything, they know how to be patient. Ooh, <laughs> they know how to be put that. I mean, I think that's why bull, what is it called? Uh, bull, not racing. When they have the red, you, oh my God, words, guys. You know what I mean? When they have the red cloth and bullfighting, here we go. <laughs> bullfighting. The reason why that's so important, or not important, but just popular is because you never know the moment that the bull is going to snap. You know, they're agitating it and agitating it and agitating it and everything is fine. Everything is cool. And you're wondering, yo, how much can this bull take? And then all of a sudden they fucking snap and they charge at you with that Aries energy from the sign that predates it. Like, yo, <laughs> it's it's a quiet power. And a lot of times when we come up on the energy of quiet power, it can feel like nothing's happening, you know? It's the same with like planting and gardening. When you're planting your seeds, it doesn't feel like anything is happening. You're watering it, you're watering it for days, sometimes weeks. And you just have to have faith. You have to have patience that it's growing because one day, all of a sudden, you see a little tiny green sprout come out of the earth and there you go it's already growing and it's been growing and that's what we're in this season it's a season of patience a season of hard work a season of beauty and comfort and glamour you know Taurus season when I think about it I think of of home right my mother's a Taurus I think of the heart there's nothing more pure than how a Taurus loves I think of the word um, hearth just popped to mind. And if I'm not mistaken, a hearth is, um, it's the, oh, oh yeah, this is perfect. All right, let's go with it. A hearth is the area that's like surrounding, if not below a fire, right? So as airy season comes to a close, as that fire starts to burn out, what we're left with is the hearth of Taurus season. We're left with what remains in a lot of uh, South American cultures in the Amazon particularly and in Africa um, there is an agricultural practice called slash and burn right and that's when you intentionally set fire 
to something living so that it can burn down to the ground and release all of its nutrients and its minerals to enrich the soil so that whatever you plant after would grow with that much more power and that much more nutrients, right? It'll have a better chance of surviving and surviving well. And that's what we're doing right now. We're looking around and assessing the hearths of our lives, the fires that have burnt out last season, and we're reassessing now what we want to grow, what we want to plant. And we're looking to see, yo, what weeds got through the fire of airy season and have been growing unnecessarily, robbing me and, and draining me of all my energy. Like this is the time where you really walk through your garden, the garden of your mind, the garden of your body, the garden of your soul. You really walk through it with a fine tooth comb and you start to reassess everything that's there and everything that you want to be there. It's more forward focus than it is uh, retroactively focusing on like the past and what's happened before. This is, this is looking forward to the future of what you want to plant so that at the end, when you're ready to harvest it all in a month, you know, at the end of the season, you're proud of what you planted and you can see the progress of it. But what I really want to talk about, <laughs> aside from Taurus season, is love. <laughs> right when I said that, a random alarm went off. Um, but we still gonna talk about love. <laughs> and we're gonna talk about it because this is the best season to do so, you know? It's the second season of the astrological calendar year. This is a season that's ruled by Venus. And Venus rules love, rules the heart, rules relationships and creative expression and all that other good stuff. But it, it rules the heart and if you have any Taurus placements, you'll know. Also, if you've ever dealt with a Taurus, you'll understand that they love what they love. Whatever it is. Oh my God, they, they love it. They love it to such a degree that sometimes if you're not careful when you're around them, you might find yourself loving it too and not even knowing why. Just because their love is so convincing. It, and it's so convincing because they believe it with all of their heart. But if we think about the lessons that builds upon each other you know each zodiac season has a lesson to teach you and each lesson that you learn is to help with your soul growth and they're inherently connected to one another right so part of what airy season teaches you it's the season of i am it teaches you about self-love as it relates to yourself particularly very individualistic very focused on self not in a selfish way right but in a way that's necessary to do what's required in Taurus season, which is to share that love outward. In order to do that, you first have to have enough for yourself. Your cup has to be full before you can share it out, right? So these are how the lessons tie into one another. In Aries season, it's about cultivating that love for yourself and making sure you know how to tend to your own fire so that it never goes out. So as you go into Taurus season, right? and all the other fires of your life are burning out, that self-love fire is still burning. And you're able then to kind of pour into the other parts of your life that need that fiery love, that need that, that fixed earth love of Taurus season, that unconditional, unwavering, no matter what you do, I'm always gonna be here and I'm always gonna love you wholeheartedly type love. When I say that Taurus love is, is nurturing, it most certainly is. It's very nurturing. It's nurturing within its own bounds as well, though. 
because as as compassionate and loving as Taurus and Taurians are, uh, they also, you know, they have their they have their bounds. It's fixed earth. They have their rules, you know? <laughs> they have what they do and don't abide by. Um, and that can sometimes be challenging, especially if we're talking about love. I'll give you an example before I start really diving into like theory of love and love languages, which is what I really want to talk about. So the example I'll give is the relationship I have with my mother. My mother is a Taurus. I'm a Pisces, right? Those are both of our sun signs. And the way my mother loves is through nourishing attachment. <laughs> and I mean this with the most love possible, but she wants to know at any point in time she can reach out and have an understanding about how you're doing, right? So what does that require? Constant communication and a certain level of honesty. And there's certain things that she cares about that she wants to know at any given point in time she can have the answer to. And if she doesn't have the answer to that, she will move heaven and hell in order to find it, <laughs> right? So there's like this nurturing attachment is part of her love language. For me, I love through freedom. <laughs> the freer that you let me be, the more I'll love you. The more love for you I will feel, right? So you can imagine the difficulty that that <laughs> posed for a bull to raise a fish, you know, for someone who loves through attachment to raise someone who loves through freedom. And I think, honestly, under any other circumstance, a relationship between her and I probably wouldn't work out. But because we're mother and daughter, because we understand each other so innately and we've taken the time to really invest in our relationship, we've learned each other's love languages. We've learned the ways in which each other likes to receive and give love and we found ways to kind of meet each other in the middle, right? And that's incredibly important as you think about any relationship that's in your life, not even just romantic ones, but any relationships in your life. I really want you to reflect on these questions. How do you like to give love? And how do you like to receive love? And in grappling with those and trying to work out what your answers to those are, you'll start to develop your theory of love. And that'll help impact and inform what your love language is. And all of these things are incredibly important because just because you meet someone and you fall in love like that's not it that's the easy part falling in love is the easiest part of being in love <laughs> you just surrender <laughs> and you get caught up in the whimsy of how incredible the other person is right but love is not enough love for me is the glue the active glue that keeps all the other parts together and what are all the other parts i mean it's up to you and your partner but for me it's trust communication honesty, authenticity, a space to feel free, right? There are all these other things that need to come into play in order to make sure that love is nourished. A lot of people can fall in love. A anyone can, honestly, and any combination of people can, but it's, it's what you choose to nurture. And I think because I understand to a very deep degree that you can't control your heart. Listen, when I say that you can't control it, I mean, we have all been there when we're like, yo, why the fuck do I like this person? They really ain't shit. Why do I like them? They annoy the fuck out of me, but I find it so endearing when they do that thing that they do. You know, logic, everything in your mind tells you that you don't like something, but yet you still do. And that's because your heart trumps logic. You can't control your heart. You can't. And because I've known that and because I do know that, I think it's allowed me to be very fearless in love. 
right? If my heart says go, I'm jumping, period. Because I can't control it anyway. And what good is logic? I mean, obviously, I'm going to discern. I'm not going to put myself in stupid situations. But, like, it's all a learning opportunity. And I think each time that you exchange with someone, when you exchange frequencies, when you exchange vibration with someone in a romantic way, right, in a sexual way, in, in any type of way, that is also kind of informing and coming into your life experience and your journey. It's, it's helping shape how you understand love, right? And I do think that other people, they're teachers for however amount of a length of time. One day, 10 days, 10 weeks, 10 months, 10 years, 10 lifetimes, whatever it is. It's all to help your soul grow, right? And because I think of it this way, I also think of soulmates as people that you actively choose in the spirit realm to help you grow in this world. Have you ever seen the show OA? Oh my God, that show's amazing. I literally, okay, so <laughs> I had never watched it prior to three days ago, um, but I happened to get sick this past weekend and I binged both seasons, so 16 episodes, you do the math, <laughs> and that show's fucking incredible. And part of what it highlights, I won't ruin it for y'all too much, but part of what it highlights is that it's very likely, and what I believe is that we exist across dimensions. And this version of reality is not the only version of reality that we have, right? And there's so many other versions of possibilities that could happen. And in the show, no matter what dimension they're in, no matter what reality they're in, the same group of people find their way to each other. It's the same premise of the show, Sense8, you know? And it's this understanding, this idea that there's a soul tribe, there's a soul family that exists, that chooses each other, no matter where they are in the world and in space and in time, which are all constructs and all dimensions, right? So when I think of soulmates within my own personal theory of love, <laughs> I think of people that are coming to teach me a lesson. And because they're teaching me a lesson, I'm never really holding on to them, I'm holding on to the lesson. You know, Nipsey Hussle said this to Lauren London, and I resonate with it as well. You can't own people. You can only experience them. Nothing in this world is permanent. And if you ever find yourself wanting to attach yourself to something, it's problematic in the sense that it will only cause you greater pain because you're trying to make something permanent that's meant to be ineffable. And by ineffable, I mean only meant to be experienced. You can't really define it. You can't put your finger on it. You sure as hell can't own it and hold on to it. You can only experience it. And then what you own are the memories from it. Right? All right, so I've kind of gone down a little bit of a rabbit hole of what I think about soulmates. So if we were to bring it back a little bit <laughs> in talking about our love languages and how I choose to give love fearlessly and freely, that's really impacted my theory of love. Or I guess they both impact each other because I can give my heart to somebody with full confidence that no matter what they do with it, I'm going to be just fine. I'm going to be just fine. <laughs> at the very least, I've learned a lesson for my soul to help grow, right? And at the very best, I've had a glimpse and a taste of what authentic love can be. And there's so many different types of versions of that love. And I think the reason why whenever I'm in a relationship, whether that be platonic or not, whenever I'm sharing space with someone and we're sharing energy and never have the need to 
rifle through someone's phone or go through their shit or be asking someone if they saw them out with some listen number one spirit's already gonna tell me because my intuition is on lock number two if you can do something like that to me and i can still share space with you i need to strengthen my intuition because something about my radar and what i'm picking up off of you is not in alignment right so if by some weird way you're able to get through those two <laughs> the third thing that i take stock in is like karma is a real thing you know and whatever you do to me is going to go back to you. And it's not even about me or you, but more so if I'm with someone and for some reason they choose to be with somebody else, that's more love to you, more power to you. All right, bet you found someone who you vibe with more, who you connect with more. You know how rare that is to find in the world? Why would I be angry with that? And why would I want to hold on to you if clearly what you have with someone else is greater than what I have with you, right? All of that to say that each connection that you have with someone i believe is genuinely unique whether or not you choose to nourish it is a different story right you can be with somebody for 10 years and you meet someone that you have better chemistry with but don't choose to nourish that <laughs> because obviously that might be better than what you have for 10 years but what you have is what you committed to right so there's a level of commitment that comes into love so yes i do give my love freely but once we've gotten to a point of committing to one another there are other parts that come into play all right so i've been really long-winded in this but what i'd like for us all to reflect on this Taurus season is matters of the heart and how it interacts with people in the greater world around us right in what ways do we love the people in our lives and in what ways do we know that they need to be loved and can we provide it for them have we ever reflected on what might be best for somebody and what we're providing for them right have we ever i mean i know that i haven't <laughs> up until last year i most certainly didn't but it is really important to do that because if you really want to show up for the people in your life, you not only have to show up by giving, but you have to also show up by listening and really hearing what it is that they need when they tell it to you. And if they don't know, you know, those are some of the questions you ask. Well, how, do, how, can, I, how can I love you in this moment? How can I be there for you? Right? Whew. All right, y'all. <laughs> I feel like I could talk about this forever especially on a day like this gray days are the perfect day to talk about love i don't know i feel like i'll just say this before i go i just i've always for years tried to explain why gray days like this are so magic to me and i think it's because it's kind of like the backdrop that you need to see the electricity of life hear me out hear me out <laughs> you know when the sun's shining when it's good weather when when it's easy to be outside it nourishes you really quickly and i think that we let a lot of things go and we we overlook a lot of things we can get very blinded by the sun being shining so bright but when it's gray and when it's overcast and when it's rainy and it's kind of muggy and cold and slightly uncomfortable when you can find beauty in those days when you can take time to appreciate things on those days it's almost as if you've never seen them before you know, so many things distract you from that. But when you can see the beauty of things on gray days, yo, it's just, it's that much more breathtaking in my opinion. And I just, I don't know. I'm feeling very taken aback by the beauty of this day. It's all wrapped up in love, which is the perfect day to talk about love. <laughs> you know? All right, y'all. Well, cheers to a beautiful 
Taurus season. Cheers to putting in the work now so that we can reap the benefits and the harvest a month from now. Cheers to us being patient and an understanding that patience is an act. It's an act. And we have to strengthen that muscle so that we don't rip something up out of the ground before it's, before it's time, you know? Don't cut off healthy growth just because it's not growing as quickly as you want it to. That's an Instagram quote somewhere. <laughs> but yeah, all right. I'll let y'all go. Have a great, beautiful season. I'll talk to y'all later. Bye.